Today's passage is in Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, that's on page 556 in the Bibles around the room. We'll be starting in verse 2. At the end of the reading, I'll say, this is the word of the Lord, and you'll say, thanks be to God, and here's why. This book that is entirely God's word is like him unchanging and is the only thing that gives us hope. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 2. I say, keep the king's command because of God's oath to him. Be not hasty to go from his presence. Do not take your stand in an evil cause, for he does whatever he pleases. For the word of the king is supreme. And who may say to him, what are you doing? Whoever keeps a command will know no evil thing. And the wise heart will know the proper time and the just way. For there is a time and a way for everything, although man's trouble lies heavy on him. For he does not know what is to be, for who can tell him how it will be? No man has power to retain the spirit or power over the day of death. There is no discharge from war, nor will wickedness deliver those who are given to it. All this I observed while applying my heart to all that is done under the sun when man had power over man to his hurt. Then I saw the wicked buried. They used to go in and out of the holy place and were praised in the city where they had done such things. This also is vanity. Because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily, the heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times and prolongs his life, yet I know that it will be well with those who fear God, because they fear before him. But it will not be well with the wicked, neither will he prolong his days like a shadow, because he does not fear before God. There is a vanity that takes place on the earth, but there are righteous people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the wicked. And there are wicked people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity. And I commend joy. For man has nothing better under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful. For this will go with him in his toil through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done on earth, how neither day nor night do one's eyes see sleep, then I saw all the work of God that man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. However much man may toil in seeking, he will not find it out. Even though a wise man claims to know, he cannot find it out. This is the word of the Lord. Pray with me. God, you are the king who reigns supreme. No one can hold back your hand to question you about what you do. Your ways are so much higher than ours. Your understanding is unsearchable. You are the only one who knows what is to be. This morning, we want to ask you to make what we think about you more vast so that we fear you more. We praise you for your power to transmute hurt into wholeness. We adore your righteous son who endured being treated like the wicked that we, the wicked, might be called righteous. 
we honor him who, although he had the power to retain his spirit, willingly laid his life down in our place, then defeated death soundly, securing for us an eternity of unbroken joy that eclipses all sorrow. In Jesus, our righteousness name, amen. You may be seated. First, you were born, and you spend your whole life striving. And then, the end. Turns out it's good news. Oh, well, good morning, Living Stones. You guys doing good? There's more energy in here than the nine, so good work. Sleeping in paid off. And I need some energy today. I'm tired today, so I need you guys' help. So let's do this. We're going through the book of Ecclesiastes. It's on your Bibles, uh, the Bibles that we set around the room on page 557. If you didn't bring a Bible, grab one of those, open it up. We go through the books of the Bible at this church because we believe that they're God's very word. Um, But we also, there's another reason why we do that. Um, why we preach the way we preach, that's because we want to help you understand your Bibles. And sometimes the Bibles can be, uh, the Bible can be hard to understand. There's some things in the Bible that's really easy to understand, and then there's other things in the Bible that's difficult to understand. The good news is that it's all possible to understand by us. You don't need some sort of secret code to interpret the Bible. It's possible to understand this, And so I want you guys following along verse by verse through the text that we're in. We find ourselves in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, starting in verses 2. We're going to go through the whole chapter. Um, Today, we're getting to a point in the text where the preacher in this book, the primary voice in this book is is a guy called the preacher, Kohelet. And the preacher in this book is acknowledging that in life, there's a handful of things that are extremely frustrating, disorienting, puzzling. They don't make sense. And and in those things and in those moments, we need somebody to bring clarity. When I was 16 years old, I went down to Costa Rica and uh, I was doing a, a trip there with our church, and we were helping out some people who lived in a village. And our job was to go into the middle of the rainforest and plant trees, which sounds really weird. You're planting trees in the middle of the rainforest. Uh, but we were planting the type of trees that in 20 years they would build their homes out of. And so um, I, I vividly remember that we were going and hiking through the trails, and these women were there, and they had the straps, that, like the, all the plants in the, in the pouch in the back, but they strapped it around their foreheads and they just carried two machetes. And, and we would be walking through the forest and we would get lost because the growth was just so heavy and, and it was scary because there's like snakes that can kill you and frogs that can kill Everything in the jungle can kill you, apparently. And so you're there and you're scared and you're lost. And then all of a sudden, these two ladies with machetes and these backpacks around their foreheads just came and just... And they just cleared away and we just followed them. It was so great. And sometimes in life, that's how you feel. You feel like you get caught in the weeds, caught in the forest. You're disoriented. You're scared. You don't know what to do. And what you need is wisdom to come like two Costa Rican ladies with a machete and clear away. And that is what the preacher is doing for us here today. He's giving us words of wisdom that can clear away in frustrating times. And he highlights four different frustrations 
We're going to put those frustrations on the screen, and then we're going to talk about the way forward with each of them. But the big idea that he gets at is this. The big idea is this. God knows even when you don't know. When you feel caught, when you feel disoriented, when you feel puzzled, when you feel like life is an enigma, what you need to remember is that God knows even when you don't know. And so he talks about four frustrations. The first frustration is the frustration with the powers or authority above you. Anybody frustrated with this? Frustration with the powers or the authority above you. He addresses somebody who works for a king. And this is what he says in verse 2. I say, keep the king's command because of God's oath to him. Be not hasty to go from his presence. Okay, so first of all, he's saying, he's addressing somebody who works for a king. And he says, keep the king's command. Just because you get frustrated with the king, your boss, don't just think you can go away and start breaking his commands. Verse 3 says, be not hasty to go from his presence. Don't be quick to abandon your posts. Um, it says in verse 2, because of God's oath to him. Now that can be translated because uh, God's oath to him. In other words, that God has placed that person in authority above you. He's placed the king. God, Did you know this? That this is true? It's, it's, it's all over scripture. God has placed the rulers that are. God is the king of kings. He's, he's over all the rulers. And there's no ruler over any country that God's like, wow, I'm really surprised that that guy's in office. God is sovereign over it all. So it could be translated like that, or it could be also translated, um, keep the king's commands because of your oath to him before God. Either way, what this recognizes is that God has placed these authorities above you, and you have a responsibility to obey them. You have a responsibility to obey them. And so he says, so don't abandon your post just because you don't like what they have to say. Don't just... Get all disobedient and rebellious because you don't like the authority above you. It's not an excuse. And then he, in the second half of verse 3, he says, Do not take your stand in an evil cause, for he does whatever he pleases. For the word of the king is supreme, and who may say to him, what are you doing? So he says, and so don't abandon your post on one hand. On the other hand, don't be two-faced. Don't say to the king to his face, I'm following you and I'm going to be obedient to you and then go and create a mutiny behind his back because you don't like what he has to say. And he has to say this because the human heart is prone to rebellion when we don't like the authority above us. We all have a gremlin of rebellion inside of us. And we're all prone toward mutiny, towards creating a coup. When we don't like the authorities that are, we start these side conversations and we start creating a coup to try to overthrow the authority that is above us. But to do that is to not really trust that God is in control of all things. And so he says, don't do that. And, and there's good reason you shouldn't do that. And it's basically this, because the king can do whatever he pleases. He can punish you if he wants. And in this day and age, he could kill. You can be punished for this. So it's, it's to your own advantage that you don't create a coup. If you study history, you'll see that coups don't go well. Mutinies don't go well. They bring a little bit of relief, 
and then somebody ends up in, coming and squashing it. So it says in verse 5, whoever keeps a command will know no evil thing, and the wise heart will know the proper time in the just way. So if you obey the king's command, if you obey the authority's command over you, your life is going to be easier than if you don't, because you won't face punishment. Verse 6, for there's a time and a way for everything, although man's trouble lies heavy on him. So here's what he's saying. If you get into a position where you disagree with the king, don't just go run in your mouth. Don't just barge into his presence and start cussing him out. Don't just start speaking your mind. There's a time and a way for everything. So here he gives us our way forward. When you're frustrated with the powers above you, stay faithful and use discretion. Pray for the appropriate time to speak. Pray for the appropriate words. There is a time and place to bring up your concerns. Proverbs 15 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And so when you get into these situations where you're frustrated with the powers that be, pray for the appropriate time and the appropriate words to say. Have you ever heard this, this saying before? It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Timing tact, and tone matters when we're dealing with the authorities above us. And so, yes, there may even be a time where we as a society need to stand up and call out against the authorities that be because they become so corrupt. But timing, tact, and tone matters for God's people. And ultimately, it matters for the effectiveness of the mission. Verse 7 says, For he does not know what is to be, and who can tell him how it will be? In other words, it's basically saying this. Even if you use wisdom and you have great timing, tact, and tone, here's the thing. When there's an authority above you, you still may get fired. You still may lose your job. In this case, you still may lose your life. And that's not up for you to handle. It's not up for you to know. God knows. No man has power to retain the spirit or power over the day of death. No man has power to retain you don't have control over your spirit. And as much as you cannot catch the wind, you do not have control over the day when you will die. Everybody's ticket is already punched, and you didn't decide that. God did. God is over it all. And he says, 